Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is Sunday, October 30th. Tomorrow is Halloween, and we got a nice little special coming for y'all. So I'm sure you've already heard it by now because this is going to be after <laughs> Halloween that you hear this. So thank you, Richard, for all the hard work you put in for that episode, by the way. Yes. Oh, no problem. <laughs> all right. We are finally going to go over Werewolf by Night and do a review of that. But first, we've got some news talking about we got trailers and a little bit of action going on at Warner Brothers. So let's start off with some trailer action with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. All right. We have that trailer has just dropped. It's the first one that I know of. Uh it's honestly a little different than the leak trailer that got dropped here a little while back, which was surprising to me. So what what were y'all's well majors with it? Uh for me, I was um I was gonna say pleasantly whelmed. I think it still looks fun. I I enjoyed the first the first two. I mean wasn't the best in the world, but it was still fun to watch kind of thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely pleasantly whelmed to, to see what, what all happens here. What was your reaction to Kang? To Kang? The Conqueror. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just making sure I heard you right. <laughs> I actually know who that one is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was excited. I, I'm going to be interested to see how how much he gets built up through all this. I, I think it's going to be, be fun seeing him. Okay, then. Richard, what's your whelm? Uh, I was pleasantly whelmed by the trailer. And... Once again, I love whoever's doing like, I don't know if they're just having one company make their trailers, but whoever's doing the music for them, they're always on point. Like, I like this music for the Elton John, uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like seeing Kang. I like um, I like what they're doing with, uh, is it Jonathan Majors? Majors yeah. or My- Myers? I can never remember his last name. Majors. Um, he's got the like... The like the helmet makes the blue face, and like yeah. he's got like scars that make that like weird line that he has on his face. Pretty cool. I, I, I'm digging it so far. Nice. Yeah, I'm pleasantly whelmed as well. I like that we're going to be spending the looks like the entire movie inside the quantum realm. I'm curious to see how intelligent Cassie is because I wonder, like, with so many, like, it, it seems like we're going above and beyond with with just intelligence on everybody. And it's like, at what point, oh, yeah. you know, when everybody's smart, nobody's, nobody's smart. smart. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's the uh, syndrome, the the, yeah, the villain from, from, uh, from the Incredibles. The Incredibles. Yes. When everyone's, yes. when everyone's super, no one's super. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, with Riri coming with, you know, Shuri, who is, I would say right now, especially even before Tony start, you know, had passed, the most intelligent person in the MCU. Like, and and now it looks like we got Cassie that's just following along suit. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I ain't got yeah. nothing against smart people, but hot <laughs> damn, how many do we need? Because I mean, next up would be Reed Richards, who has got to, he's got to surpass Shuri. Got to, come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, he, he absolutely, uh, like if they don't, like, Fantastic Four fans will riot. Because <laughs> like, he's the smartest man in the MCU. Yeah. He's the smartest man. Like, yeah. he is. Yeah. For them to not do that, that would be a disservice to the character. Um, since you're on Cassie, what do you think about the recasting? And before we get into that real quick, do you think she's a scroll because she's been recasted? Do you think everyone's a scroll? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think she's a scroll. But I didn't honestly notice the recasting until like I was watching a spoiler like thing on the trailer and they brought it up and I was like, oh, okay then. Cool. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was either. I thought it was just her older. Yeah, well, the in Endgame, we see an older version of her and it's played by Emma Furman, I believe is how you say her last name. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. The, uh, the new actress is Catherine Newton. She's from, if you, I, I know this because my wife and I, well, my wife went, made me watch it, but I did kind of enjoy it. Uh, Supernatural. She's from Supernatural. She plays Cass's daughter in Supernatural. And then she's also from Detective Pikachu. 
Yeah. She's like the girl in Detective Pikachu. Here's my question. Do y'all think that she got the original one from Endgame? Do y'all think that she got booted because she did that hashtag stature on Twitter or something? Or do you she think what? she <laughs> apparently she like <laughs> tweeted out, you know, hashtag stature or something to that effect like long ago, hinting that Cassie would become stature and that she hmm. that Cassie would come back. Are you saying? So you're saying that she got booted because she leaked out essentially a, a potential like plot point in the future? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Kevin sniped her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I I I hadn't heard that. I didn't know that. I did hear that she had learned, which kind of sucks, that she wasn't going to be reprising the role via Twitter. Basically, during the D, I think it was D23 <laughs> when they when they brought out the new actress to play her. It, it was like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm fired. That's, I wa- that's just wrong. I wonder if that was like the same, like, okay, fine. Like, you're going to blast, you know, let it blast out what you think or whatever, or like something you might have been eavesdropping on. Okay, you want to do that? Fine. Here's how you learn that you don't get the job. Yeah. <laughs> I I certainly hope not. Like, because I don't, I don't want them to be that dickish if that's the case. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it was just just a rumor, just the thing that I heard. So nothing confirmed, but fun to talk about. <laughs> the only thing that I saw, okay, so one thing I was disappointed with is I did not see the chair. Kane looks awesome. I'm super happy Jonathan Majors is playing Kane, but like I wanted to see him floating in the chair and I didn't see a chair. And so I'm concerned with that because like I want the damn chair, but I hope. Everybody keeps saying that this might be another heist movie and that I, I hope Ant-Man's after the fucking chair. Like, I hope that's <laughs> <laughs> My question to you is, do you think this is going to be the Kang that we see? Like, in other words, this is the Kang, not another variant that just gets killed off in this movie and then we'll see a different Kang in the next one. So maybe that's why he doesn't have the chair yet. Yeah, maybe so. So, Are you asking if I think this is the Kang or a variant, though? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. So I heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of rumors that, like, Victor Timely was going to be in this one. Mm. But, like, seeing him, like, he looks like the Kang. Like, he doesn't look like Victor Timely. So, yeah, no, I'm thinking it's total, like, the Kang. I think he's been trapped there for whatever reason. And, like, he's not been able to get out. So Nerdist, Dan Casey and like Nerdist, that YouTube channel, they had an interesting theory that basically he is a he's a uh, he's a surviving Kang from the multiversal war that we learned about in Loki. And he basically went into the quantum realm to basically survive and he got trapped there due to whatever that Janet is it Janet or? Yeah, Janet, the mom. Yeah. Whatever Janet did, she betrayed him and trapped him in the quantum realm. And he's needing, like when they send that signal out from the trailer, he's needing them to like help him get out, or in this case, Ant-Man. But yeah, anyway, I thought that was an interesting theory. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of goes along with like a lot of the leaks and stuff like that that's been out there that Janet has met Kang before. And that's kind of why she's like, no, turn that off now. Let's no, yeah. <laughs> let's not go back there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So she seems extremely fearful. So the one thing that I noticed that I wonder if it is part of, which kind of like, I guess speculation or whatever. So there's these like set of rings that show up in the trailer. They look very much like the 10 rings from Shang-Chi. It, they're just <laughs> massive. They're freaking yeah. huge. Yeah. Like, but they're these, there's lots of lots of rings and lots of like circular things that are associated with this like town or, or city or whatever. And there's these giant rings that come up with these blue, like whatever's on them. Do y'all think that possibly Kane, those, those rings came from Kane. Like at some point in time, he either sent them back or something along those lines, or he has scattered weapons to a certain extent. And maybe that's what the whole beacon is when they get to the end of Shang-Chi is that maybe it's like sending out a signal to Kang saying where they are and what time period they're in. I'm going to say no. That's a cool theory. 
I think those rings, you're talking about the ones that come up over the pyramid in the trailer? Yes. We see like yeah. A, yeah. I think that's going to create like a bubble dome and it's going to be Kang's like, I don't know, it's like a ship of some sort. Okay. I think it's going to create some kind of blue force field because they look almost cylindrical. Like they look like pieces of a puzzle to make like a dome of some sort. But I like that theory. I'm I'm still sticking with they're going to reveal that it's some kind of McLuhan technology in the sequel to Shang-Chi. I, d- I don't think it'll be like a thing that Kang does. I think the only reason they're both like a ring and Shang-Chi's a ring is one, Shang-Chi has rings. And then like for Kang, it, it invokes like time. Like time is yes. infinite. It's a loop. It's a circle. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. I Yeah, I don't. Whatever Richard said, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't have put that together, together obviously, but I think that's a cool, like, I agree with Richard that it's a cool theory, but yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that ever gets me with the whole, like, the rings of Shang-Chi is the fact that, like, nobody knows its origin, really. Like, nobody knows how long they've been around and things like that, like, or from what area of space they're from. So I'm like, you know what? That would go really well with Kang because like he could just drop them off whenever and they have no history. They have no whatever. You know what I mean? Like other than the fact that Shang-Chi's dad got him at this point in time and that's it. And they've been part of the 10 rings since then. So, yeah, I mean, that's like I said, that's a cool theory. No, yeah, I, I, I like that idea. So, like, saying that he's planning, like, those weapons so then he could grab them whenever he needs to type thing? Or, like, he's got some other, just they're, they're dropped off wherever in different universes and different timelines so then he can do whatever he needs. He can just pop to that that time frame? Or? Yeah, yeah, either, either as a power source or a weapon or as, like, he has a massive weapon that he needs all these pieces, like a, like a Power Ranger oh, kind of thing, to yeah. form their big bow shotgun deal. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like, hope <laughs> I hope they don't do that. That's that's gone full camp if that's the case. <laughs> he's, well, he's just got to find what the little, uh, like, I don't know, he'll have to find a dagger somewhere so then he can like play the little flute or whatever so they all come forming <laughs> together. <laughs> yes, I, I still remember that. I still remember that flute noise as a kid. <laughs> anyway. That's the best one. Yeah. That was the best one. It is. That's so funny. We should right. uh we should we should read the Power Rangers comic book. There's a cool story with Power Rangers in the comics. We should do that really? one for one episode. Yeah. What story are you talking about? It's the one uh where it deals with like multiversal, uh where Tommy's the uh like the villain essentially. Is it shattered? Shattered something? I, shattered? Yeah, it's something like that. I can't remember the name of it. I'd have to okay. look it up, and I'm just not going to right now. <laughs> right. Uh, I've I've heard people talk about it. The uh, so I just want to mention some funny moments in the trailer. Scott apparently earns the employee of the century <laughs> at Baskins and Robbins. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. And of course, I love the uh, we we, we kind of see that Scott's cashing in on his fame as an Avenger. Like he has the podcast that we learned from Miss Marvel. Yeah. He wrote a book now and uh, he's showing up at like red carpet premieres. And I love when he's leaving that like coffee shop and that guy's like, thank you, Spider-Man. <laughs> I just <laughs> think that's so funny. Um, that should have been Stanley. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think what they should start doing instead of Stanley, whatever uh, comic that that like movie is sort of taking ideas from they should get the writer to make a <laughs> like a little cameo in there i think that would be cool that would be great um the last thing i just wanted to talk about what do y'all think about the cgi because everyone's saying this looks like spy kids 3d <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say, I, I watched it on my phone so i didn't get the best oh good lord <laughs> best quality on that in the first place. I probably couldn't really speak to that. I watched mine on my phone as well, but like, I didn't think nothing of it. Like it, it didn't Mm. like, I could see the palette almost looking a lot like that. But as far as like the graphics itself, I mean, on my phone, it looked good. Yeah. There's some, uh, like iPhone (laughs) seven. 
Uh, there's some shots in this that look real rough. Now, I will say it's the first trailer. They probably aren't done with the CGI. So uh, I'm not like gonna, you know, whatever, light up my pitch, my, light up my torch and, you know, sharpen my pitchfork <laughs> yet. But I'm just like, okay, guys, this isn't the movie to like skimp out on the CGI here. Right. Let's, let's make sure we do right here. But anyway, I was just curious if y'all had noticed it. But. You're not going to get your, your She-Hulk pitchfork out? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, like, I'm I'm 200% with you on like the soundtracks for all these trailers and stuff like that. They're totally on point every single time, it seems like lately. But if they're going to spend the money on the soundtrack and like the CGI is going to be shit, then like don't quit putting money in the soundtrack and put that towards the CGI for God's yeah. sakes. Like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like 70% of people aren't going to really pay that much attention to the soundtrack as they are as the actual trailer part. So, yeah. Well, I, or at I, least I guess like uh, sixty six percent, because right, no thirty three thirty, yeah, because a third <laughs> of us here didn't really care well, about okay. the soundtrack. I was like, what? What math are you doing right now? I see what you're saying. Uh, no, like it's not even that. Like I care about it. I'm just saying, like that was one of the things that stuck out to me in the trailer and all these trailers as of recent is their their music like the song that they choose or whatever's on point i mean like i go back to the moon knight one the moon knight trailer was so much cooler than the moon knight show right <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway i was wanting to know if y'all had noticed it and i i guess i guess not but it's cool <laughs> all right let's run over here to guardians of the galaxy the christmas special and what i thought was gonna be the big surprise was definitely not the big surprise yeah, but- right <laughs> <laughs> What uh? What was y'all's well meter on this? What was the big? Which part? Like, what? What do you Are think? You the big? Me? Uh, we'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, I feel like I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm pleasantly whelmed. I guess. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm about to be. <laughs> the rug's not going to be, gonna like, be taken out from under you. You're not going to be shocked by it. I mean, it's just it's what I thought was going to happen because it just seemed it was James Gunn and it was a winter special. Like, it just seemed obvious mm-hmm. to me. But no. Oh. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm still wrong. So, <laughs> but yeah, I would I was I'll just say again I was pleasantly whelmed. I I like Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, and so I think it'll be a lot of fun. All right, Richard. Uh, I too was pleasantly whelmed. I like James Gunn. I like what James Gunn does. I liked all these Guardians movies so far. I like Christmas specials. Um, I think it's funny that they're doing one considering the awful Star Wars uh, holiday special. And yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see this. Uh, one thing that real quick I I saw that they're probably going to start doing is more of these special presentations because I believe we'll get into it when we do. But Werewolf by Night did quite well. Um, it's rumored that Nova will be a Marvel special presentation and Silver Surfer. Oh, I hadn't heard Silver Surfer. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard of Silver Surfer special or TV show. Yep. And so whenever you mean like the special presentation, you mean the ones that are like just like an hour, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's one episode. Yeah. It's like a short movie, like yeah. TV movie. And they don't have to do like a series or anything like that. And it's just to basically go, this is the character. So later on, when they introduce him in a movie or something, you can oh. just, you know who it is. Yeah. I got you. You don't have to watch an entire, ep- like, entire TV show to know, oh, yeah. There's that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I was whelmed by this. It gave me like Mary Kate and Ashley Christmas special vibes is what it gave me. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess for its time was good and when I was a little kid, but now I'm like, meh. So I don't know. I, I'm sure I will enjoy it. Like I like James Gunn. Like y'all are saying, I like James Gunn. I like the Guardians. And, you know, Drax and Mantis have really good chemistry. And so like I, I'm gonna enjoy it, but I'm just kind of meh for it. So I'm well. But what I was wrong about was I thought they were going to introduce Santa Claus as a mutant because in the comic books, he's a mutant. How the heck am I supposed to know that? (laughs) (laughs) Because we've talked about it, Jeremy. Well, that was like an episode ago. I don't remember that. (laughs) Well, that's whose fault is that? (laughs) 
But I should have been guessing Kevin Bacon the whole time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I I weirdly had the same reaction. I thought we'd see Santa in this, and when they show up, I was like, "Oh, are they not going to make? Are they just going to make Mark Hamill like you know? You see like the expensive house with like the fancy, uh, whatever like video cam doorbell, and um, I was like, "Oh, this is, must be the Mark Hamill reveal." And then it shows Kevin Bacon. I was like, oh, duh. Of course it's Kevin Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I completely forgot they still have Mark Hamill in here as somebody that they've not... I completely forgot about that. He's... They're probably hiding the reveal. He's probably Santa. I could see that. This is a Christmas... Like, Mark Hamill has a beard. He's, like, overweight. Like, he's probably gonna be Santa. Like, I guarantee you. How do they have... Where's how do they already have Mark Hamill somewhere in this? Again, he's already confirmed as like as part of the cast. To be oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. If you go on IMDb, he's on there, and but it just has no name next to it. Gotcha. Which I got beef with IMDb. Oh. Ambassadors <laughs> lied to me on Werewolf by Night, but that's another. We'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say as far as like, and I don't think. Yeah, it's just going to be a one special whatever. It's just going to be something fun, I think. So I don't think there's really going to be an introduction. If there is an introduction to a character, I don't know that it'll be a big one. Maybe I guess maybe we could get Nova. Maybe, but I doubt. Well, it. probably Cosmos. That's the only thing that's new. It doesn't seem. Yes, and I think they have yeah. a woman voice actor for Cosmo too. If I'm not, yeah. if I'm mistaken. Yeah. So her, she played in. She played the daughter in the sequel to Borat. Uh, Maria, oh, good God, uh, <laughs> Bacalava. I am so sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be glad to hear her, her go up against Bradley Cooper's rocket. That's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like, just I can hear the sarcasm now, and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume we won't see much of them just because of the the CGI it takes to do them. So <laughs> I hope not. Anyways, I don't want them to ruin it. So yes. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're talking Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that's going to be close to uh, James Gunn's farewell to Marvel. It's outside of Guardians of the Galaxy three because he's been announced as what co CEO co head of Warner Brothers DC Films? Yeah, it says, part of this article, it says co-CEO, along with Peter Safran, I believe is how you say his last name. Cool. What's, well, hi, I'm blanking on the last guy. He, uh, I'm blanking on who they got rid of. He's been there, Hamada. Uh, Hamada, yeah. Yes, James. Um, James Hamada? I don't know. I, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> I Anyways, have it on here. Hamada. They kicked out Hamada. So, and and people have been calling for his head for a while now. <laughs> so, yes. Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of those people. <laughs> Richard said amen. Um, yes. <laughs> so, what do y'all think about that news? I, I think it's, it's good to hear. I, I mean, like we've, we've been saying, I've, I've enjoyed what James Gunn has done, you know, especially with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I feel like he'll, bring hopefully it seems like he'd bring bring a little bit more of a I guess kind of a fun spirit to to DC and uh, I think that's what they need uh, but I mean at the same time I they obviously have but still keep some of the characters dark like like Batman and that's where Moon Knight should have been but like so maybe Peter Safran I don't know I don't know what all he's he's done exactly but I think Richard knows. Uh, yes, uh, I looked up <laughs> Peter Safran. Uh, he has been a producer or executive producer on a boatload of things, um, but most notably the Conjuring universe. Ooh. So Conjuring 1, 2, and 3. Yeah! Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, uh, The Nun. Good Lord. DC, he's worked on Aquaman, Shazam. Once again, these are all executive or producer. Most of them there are is credited as a producer. But anyway, Aquaman, Shazam, the he's worked with James Gunn on the Suicide Squad, on the pay, uh, pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh the Peacemaker series on HBO Max. He's also worked with James Gunn on other projects, no, uh, the one known as the Belco Experiment, 
and also uh, some shorts called PG Porn, which if you haven't watched those, they're hilarious. James Gunn, Sean Gunn, all star in them. They're really funny. Go check them out. They're on YouTube. <laughs> the upcoming projects that he's also slated for is Aquaman 2, Shazam Fury of the Gods, more Conjuring stuff, The Nun 2, and The Crooked Man. Some, like, not-so-great stuff that he's worked in the past, but I'm willing to, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's those terrible, like, rip-offs from, like, the scary movie. So we've got Disaster Movie, Vampire Sucks, <laughs> and Meet the Spartans. He was producer over those movies as well. But on the whole, it seems like this is a... Sorry, I didn't mean to take over this. <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're good. This seems like a great, great decision. James Gunn, I think, is a perfect balance between dark and gritty and humor. And, like, look at the Suicide Squad. There's a lot of dark, gritty, violent moments. And there's also a lot of humor moments in there. I think he'll do a great job at balancing that for this DC universe. And this other guy, Peter Saffron, he's worked with with uh, James Gunn in the past, so this seems like a good coupling. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree on that. Well, what I like is that Saffron has been like part of some of the bigger hits that DC has had recently in the past however many years. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't even know that till you were starting to list off that stuff, so that makes me feel like a whole lot better with him. And then like The Conjuring, as far as like a series and stuff like that, and to me, in total, it's been good. I haven't gotten down with like all the Annabelle stuff. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it all, but I haven't I haven't heard great things about like Annabelle coming home and Annabelle yeah. origins. Um, <laughs> Annabelle scared stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard great, but like the other stuff, like The Conjuring, is by far one of my favorite. Oh, absolutely! Like, franchises, it's so good. Yeah. Well, um, I was discussing this with my wife today. I think the Conjuring universe and like every, all these movie like companies like Universal was trying to do, you know, an interconnected Marvel cinematic universe esque with like the Universal monsters. Yeah. Um, I think the Conjuring universe and the Godzilla universe, though I don't know if they're going to be doing any more Godzillas, have done it like the closest. Now, they don't obviously generate as much money as like say the MCU but I, I really think they do a good job at handling that and connecting it and make it feel like a cohesive universe. So yeah, when I heard that he did The Conjuring, I was like, sweet, that's awesome. I, I'm down. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they, I think they are planning on doing another King Kong, Godzilla. I think that's in the works. Oh, okay, cool. Because I love that kaiju stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Uh, one of the other good things that I like, well, kind of good thing that I like to hear I heard that Gunn and maybe the other guy, I don't forgot his name now. That's horrible. Peter Saffron. Saffron. <laughs> Saffron. That's it. They weren't going to be part of the Joker 2, which I'm cool with. And they weren't going to be part of the Batman with Pattinson, which I'm cool with. Like, yeah. those are their own things. They're not planning on being connected with anything or even each other. Like, so I'm totally down. I'm totally cool with that and them not being a part of that. I from what I heard though, their five heavy hitters for this connected universe were gonna be Batman, Soups, Wonder Woman, so the Trinity. Obviously. Yeah. Harley Quinn and Aquaman. So not Shazam. Yeah. Which I'm cool with. Yeah. Because Shazam's a little boy. Like <laughs> Well not not just that, but he's Superman. Like that's he's just another Superman. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's magic <laughs> Superman. Like that's just redundant. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, I guess you know, don't do the Joker because that's we already had. Like Joaquin Phoenix is doing his Joker thing right now. Yeah. So like, why make him a staple? And I mean, I by adding Harley Quinn, you add another female to it too. So like, and she is the the heaviest of hitters. I would say right up there with Wonder Woman as far as like Harley. You know. Yeah. As far as that goes. So, yeah, I mean, she's become a huge staple in the DC universe. She sells like hotcakes. That's why right. there's a Harley Quinn cartoon show. That's why they tried doing the Birds of Prey movie. But, um, right. The, the like 90s kid in me really wants them to just do Hot Girl because I loved the Justice League animated series. Oh like, my God. Just do, 
just do Hawk Girl and have her on the team, but that's just me. <laughs> Speaking on that real quick, uh, so they've scrapped, from what I've heard, they've scrapped the entire Green Lantern TV series, which I'm not surprised. That whole script, everything that was all set up and ready to go, they're getting rid of that in favor of doing a Jon Stewart TV show. Ah, oh, which, yes, <laughs> seems like a fucking no brainer. Like, yeah, every kid that watched anything our age was Justice League Unlimited and their Green yes. Lantern was Jon Stewart. Like, yes, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite Green Lantern, period. Like, I love Jon Stewart. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's going on as far as that. So, I'm not surprised, honestly. But, yeah, Hawk Girl would fit in right good with that as well. So, seems like we're all excited about that. So, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. We on to the meat and potatoes of this? Yes. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's nice. All right. <laughs> Werewolf by Night. Marvel's special presentation. This was what? About 45 minutes long? It wasn't long at all. About an it's, hour? It's our runtime. Oh, uh, I got a hand. I, yeah, I knew you guys would ask this, so I went ahead and fucking did it. Uh, the actual runtime is 47 minutes, 7 seconds. So yes, the, uh, the, the runtime that it says is 54 minutes, 40 seconds, but there's there's a lot of nonsense. Yeah. As is most of these TV shows and things like that that are on yep. Marvel for some reason. I don't understand. Anyways, uh, real quick, first appearances. We get Ulysses Bloodstone, if you want to call it that. Marvel <laughs> presents number one. Elsa Bloodstone, Bloodstone number one. Jack Russell, Marvel Spotlight number two. And Man-Thing, which is kind of... Uh, I'm going to give you two books to look for if you want to look for them. Um, first one's going to be Savage Tales Magazine number one. That's his actual first appearance. He's in that magazine. If you want the first, what I'm going to say, comic book appearance, it would be Astonishing Tales number 12. That's his second appearance plus his origin. So there you have it. Quick synopsis real quick on Werewolf by Night. We meet several monster hunters looking to get the bloodstone from a past Ulysses bloodstone. And they have to go enter into a maze to fight a monster who has the bloodstone attached to him. Uh, alliances are formed and the fight begins to find the monster and defeat it. And then they turn on Ulysses Bloodstone's wife and there's a monster in the group. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much everybody could follow that that synopsis there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to start writing these down is what I need to yeah. do instead of like off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, well I don't want to give anything away like everywhere we're talking about it. I'm bad oh. about that. I'm bad about giving stuff away. So yeah. Yeah, I was trying not to give you. things away either. Yeah. So anyways, well, Meter, what did y'all think about this? Uh I was I was pleasantly whelmed. I, I enjoyed it. Did and I'll um just to throw something in there. Did anybody catch our sneak preview of somebody in this? Oh my god, did Jeremy do something? <laughs> like did he did he do some research or something well, no not, not necessarily not not into that but like it was more in the introduction of the show our boy moon knight popped back in there did he I, uh -huh. wait hold up where where because i looked look at it he's in the r ah. <laughs> okay well then see i was looking for the m again i yeah. did not know that okay well then that makes sense because i had a sorry i had a note that said uh I love the like the stylized opening credits with the the black and white and the claw marks and the screams, you know, getting you yeah. ready for that spooky environment. But I was like, Moon Knight's missing from the M. And I was like, this is very telling that we may never see Moon Knight again. But I totally was not looking in the R. I feel, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I got one. You did. Good yeah. job, Jeremy. I yes. Didn't even look. <laughs> and I watched it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, as it was coming on, I was just kind of looking and I, I, I was, I was kind of watching for Moon Knight, but not really like, and I, I just kind of, it was a quick glimpse. He's like right in the R as it fades out basically. And I was like, wait. So whose take yeah. place does he take? I think Miss Marvel. I, no I think Miss Marvel was in the R. Hmm. I thought she was in the M. I thought they moved. No, it was Captain Marvel. No, no, yeah. no, no. You got Captain Marvel on the brainy. It's Shang-Chi's in the M. <laughs> you yeah. replace Moon Knight. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. She should be in the M. I mean, that's what she represents. She should be in the C for Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> she should be the whole Marvel. Yes. Because her name is 
Marvel. <laughs> well, if that's, if that's the case, Camilla should be in that. Her name literally means Marvel. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So they share it. To get back on track, I thought I was I was pleasantly whelmed with the whole show. Did you watch it with your kids? N- no. Would you watch it with your kids? Uh, Goldfish. Y- yes. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those that's like I didn't really have anything in it that would really make me too worried. I mean, I know there was a little bit of like blood stuff, but it was black and white. And my kids, they, they liked Jurassic Park. So a woman got her throat slit and a, a sword like buried in her head. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be one that I would be like, hey, guys, let's go watch this. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> it's not one that I just like completely hide from them either kind of thing. Like, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not itching to sh- for them to see it. Like, I, I don't if we ever do whenever we do like our whole watching through the Marvel series again at some point, I'm not going to. Well, depending on how old they are, but no, nah, I, I probably wouldn't watch it with them. <laughs> I mean, this is rated TV 14. So is it really when they get to? Four, yeah, it's rated TV 14. It's oh. not TVMA. Uh, I went ahead and made sure to double check that. But yeah, so it's not. I think the reason why they're able to circumvent possibly a TVMA in some of these is because it's black and white. Yeah. Because, like, the the shots where, like, blood's hitting the screen, like, that, I think, would have bumped it to a TVMA. But because it's black and white, they're like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just, it's, like, it's just weird, like, what, what kids will latch on to. Because, like I said, they watch Jurassic Park or Jurassic World and don't care one bit. But you see legs and heads bit off on those things. And, uh, I mean, my son doesn't like Toy Story. Because it's, it's like... <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> hey, that that the scene where the the toys come to life to scare Sid, like that shit's scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toy version of Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Richard, what'd you think? Uh, I too was pleasantly whelmed. I'd say we need we need more whelmings. I, I'm like yeah. between overly whelmed and pleasantly whelmed because I I liked like to me this felt like Marvel going. Hey, Universal, here's how you do a Universal monster movie. Like, <laughs> and it was, it, it just, I liked it. I liked the old timey like titles at the very beginning when it was like werewolf by night. And then at the very end as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. Awesome. I was overly well. I love the Universal monster stuff. Like I watched that stuff. Like I was watching Bella go see Dracula last night. Like that's just, that's my jam. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So, like, seeing the werewolf's costume, the way they did it, I was like, yes, I like this. I'm glad it's not a CGI. Yeah. Like, it's a suit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I loved his movements. I loved all that jazz. I love this whole thing being in black and white. That didn't take anything away from me anyways. Me personally, I would not watch this with my children. Like, that's <laughs> just me. And I, it would be with my son. And I actually want to watch this with him, but... There is a dart that goes through a guy's like jaw into his skull and you watch him kind of like seize out and stuff. And then, like I said, a woman gets her throat slit and a sword buried into her forehead and you see all that. So it's it's kind of gruesome. Like yeah. some people get burned alive. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could kind of get past that, though. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> What's the it's for, for our audience, the man thing, man thing shows up in this. And burns people alive. How, yeah. like, how hyped were y'all to see Man Thing? Oh, and I mean, look, like, the actual character, not like, you know, grotesque <laughs> Wang from like the Suicide no, Squad. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I, I, I kind of wish it wasn't spoiled for me in the uh, trailer. I know it was like right. a blanket if you miss it, but I, yeah, I would have been way more like, holy shit, Man Thing's in this. Yeah, the there's a saying from the Man Thing comics it's whatever knows fear burns at the man things touch so i just love that they of course included that i also love that while you're watching it if you have subtitles on it says like monster roars but then when we learn that man thing is called ted the 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 very next time he roars it says ted roars yeah (laughs) it's so funny that is funny i love that his name was ted as well i thought that was hilarious that's his real name Mm mm-hmm yeah, Theodore. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Theodore Salas, I guess is how you say it. I never know how to say the last names. I'm terrible with last names, <laughs> clearly. 
I'm terrible with names in general. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? Like, this is your first introduction to Man Thing, like in Me? comic books. Yeah, you, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I should have known that, but yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, it was. I would. I didn't know. Obviously, didn't know that that's what he was or who he was before now. But yeah, I thought he was pretty cool, and he was just a fun, fun little character. I mean. I just love that he like whenever she, whenever she met him, you know, and he uh, Jack had told her like to call him Ted, and she's like Ted, <laughs> and he just like kind of just sombers uh-huh. down, and, like has like he's like what, and I I just thought that was kind of cool actually seeing his his recognition there. He looked like a happy elephant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was very cute. Like it was very cute. He was just like, <laughs> how did y'all like? <laughs> The end of it when he like comes crashing through. <laughs> I love that's that. hilarious. <laughs> She's like, he he went that way and thanks and ran off. <laughs> well, he, he he you know gently stepped over the bodies. Yeah, and, yeah. And picked yeah. up he, his clothes yeah. and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. He steps over the the one uh, monster hunter that looks like fucking like David Bowie Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> like <laughs> he like gingerly like steps over and then grabs like a cloak and then leaves. It's so funny. <laughs> All right, what did y'all think as far as like the story? Just were y'all expecting this? Like I know we talked about leaks and stuff like that. Were y'all expecting this maze? Like go find the monster and get the bloodstone kind of thing. Like where is that was. Did were y'all did, would y'all rather have had something else or is this just like this is perfect because of the special? I I enjoyed it. I think it was a good idea. I mean, I didn't know the full obviously like the full extent of the story or anything, but yeah, I think it was a good way to to introduce Elsa. Kind of you understand that she obviously didn't agree with the whole like her heritage and how that all went, and then seeing that she has obviously had some kind of training and she not one to mess with but yeah it's, it's not it's one that's like does it it gives you a good general idea of who Elsa Bloodstone is so then you're not lost like kind of like what what we y'all had said about the creating these just introduce characters and I think it did a really good job of bringing her in without muddying up the water too much with her like the title of this movie is called Werewolf by Night but Elsa Bloodstone like sure as hell stole the show on this like yeah. I I thought they, the actress did an amazing job. Yeah. I love that they've introduced that character now. Like, I think that's going to open the door to, to other things as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like um that they, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I, I like everything about this. Like, I like the maze. <laughs> I like how Ted is introduced. I like how they allude to if though, like for those not wa- like not knowing that Jack Russell is a werewolf, I like how the very beginning with like the narrator who kind of sounds like Vincent Price, like is talking about like there's a monster among them. And of course, it's like when when it reveals Jack coming through into the what they call like the blood temple. But yeah, I I love it. I everything about this was great. And the best thing about it is it left me wanting more. Like I want to see another like I hope next year for Halloween they do another one. Maybe not necessarily with Jack Russell, but like continue on with um, Elsa and or or they could do Jack Russell and he fights Moon Knight. That would be really cool. You all right there? Oh, no, I just. You all right? Well, just thinking about it, it's like, yeah, but it's uh, I mean, I was just like, how the hell is he going to beat Moon Knight? Because Moon Knight can't die. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Well, that would make him a formidable foe because like freaking the werewolf man, he he like, yeah. mur- like I think he ripped like the ribs out of one of those like security guards who unfortunately were not TVA agents. I thought they were. (laughs) Did they recycle? Because those look exactly like the TVA agent like costumes. Did they just reuse them and like peel the like TVA patch off? (laughs) Well, then they had what looked like prune sticks on them too. So like, no, they totally look like TVA agents. Well, seeing as how like the, the bad guy got away, I just figured it was damage control. Oh Lord. <laughs> How many times did y'all notice the story saving Jack Russell? What do you what mean? You, yeah. Okay. So in for the audience who either hasn't seen it yet, I'm gonna try and paint this picture. I'm horrible, but I'm gonna try. So Jack Russell gets introduced into this, but we don't know necessarily that it's him till later on throughout the show. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So when he's taking tour with all, you know, of the room and all the monsters and stuff like that, he's looking for, he sees the bloodstone. He goes over there to touch it. Well, we learn later on in the oh, movie, God. it blasts him back. Like if yeah. he, if, if that guy didn't come over there and introduce himself as a monster hunter and start talking to him and he touches it, like everybody in that room knows then that Jack Russell is a monster, not a hunter. Yeah. yeah. And so do we, the audience. All right. Secondly, they go outside to basically like draw straws as far as like who gets to go into the maze first. Well, Jack Russell is the one who gets the pebble that's got the markings on it. So he goes and follows the flaming tuba guy. And like, it's literally a guy that has a tuba that's on fire. Okay. This has, this is not another man thing joke. All right. So he goes and follows, <laughs> he goes and follows him and, you know, to the maze while they're all reciting like, a monster hunter oath or guild saying or something to that effect. So like he wouldn't have known that. I don't think, you know what I mean? And that would have thrown red flags to them as well. Like, why is he not saying them, you know, and they would have to play it like it was something funny. And I think that's an, you know, like, so how many times did you, did y'all notice these things where like, they kind of saved Jack Russell, you know, for the story's sake. Yeah. I knew the I I didn't notice all of them, but the 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 bloodstone one I did when rewatching it today. I was like, when he goes to reach for it, and then he was like, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, if he did touch that, yeah." Anyway, yeah, that, that's that's cool. I didn't pick up on the other ones though. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't really either, but uh, that is that is cool. Like thinking about that, but it, for the the Channing one, like all he has to say is watermelon, like through that. So. <laughs> What? Have you not ever heard that? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? It, like, if you just, like, whenever there's people singing or whatever, like, usually some kind of anthem or, like, uh, I've heard it with, like, uh, alma maters type thing. Like, you just stand there and say watermelon, and it just still kind of makes your mouth look like you're singing the words. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, to fake people out, if you're going to lip sync, you can just sit there and go watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. And just kind of go along with it, like the tune. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I think this, like, because what I was going to say was, like, if he didn't know the words, they'd have to make comedy of it. Yeah. To m- m- make you not think about it. So they'd have to do, like, a watermelon type thing or something like that, which would totally, like, throw yeah. you off this movie. Oh, yeah. But they did a great job with humor, I think, in this movie. Like, they, yes. they did a good job intersecting it into... Like this actual supposed to be scary show. Yeah the the bomb with him trying to blow up the wall. I thought that <laughs> oh was hilarious. <laughs> yes. When we were watching it, my wife was like, "Just put it in the crack. Just put it in the crack. Just put it in the crack." And then he finally does it. She's like, "Thank you." <laughs> How long was the ticker on that thing? I thought yeah. I was watching like either Mr. Beam or Batman when he had that bomb and he's like running through the city. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it started beeping, and I was like, oh, bro, you ain't got enough time. And he's yeah. just still going through the maze. And I'm just like, holy shit, you had plenty of time, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the, like, the, uh, the tomb scene where, like, she's like, oh, my crazy aunt. <laughs> and then oh, yeah. she starts going on about, her crazy aunt now she needed an escape plan stuff or she knew she'd need one because she knew she'd come back. I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, outside of that, I don't I don't really have much else. Like, uh, I've got a few things. It's just some little Easter eggs. Uh, there's a big one that this may trigger us in general. <laughs> I'll leave that one to the last. All right. So on the back of the casket for Ulysses, it says this side up. I just thought that I was know. really funny. <laughs> yes. I just think that's hilarious. It wouldn't be a Disney movie without a wicked stepmother. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what uh Verusa was. We see like the stuffed and mounted, what are those things called? I can't think of it right now, but the the monsters. The taxidermy the, or uh... yeah, like the t- thank you, the taxidermied like monsters on the wall. Um, we see the demon Krog, who was a demon that fought against Werewolf by Night in the comics. Oh, cool. We see Sasquatch. Um, he also fought against, I don't think it's the Walter Linkowski Sasquatch, but it's a Sasquatch 
uh, some sort of bat demon. I don't know that. Like I looked this up, I couldn't find anything. the The wiki just says it's a bat demon. Some mermaids. We see some mermaids. Obviously, a vampire. So we're building that up for Blade possibly in the future. But yeah, those were all the ones that I could tell. There's a couple more. There's like a lizard one. There's another one with like horns sticking out. It's probably a demon, but I couldn't figure out what those were. But yeah, those were really cool. So the biggest thing though, I don't know if you guys caught this. I I hope y'all did maybe. But did anyone see at the beginning, I have timestamps for all the times you can see it. So at two minutes, 28 seconds, two minutes, 31 seconds, five minutes, 14 seconds, and five minutes, 15 seconds. We see a mural in that hallway when Jack Russell is walking by. You're son of a bitch. What? What? You do know what I'm talking about? I know one of them, yeah. Okay. You see Gore the God Butcher. Motherfucker, right? Right? You see Gore the God... Like, it's Gore. And there's Vikings attacking him. And it's comic-accurate Gore. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Tentacles and everything. Yes! Yeah, that's all of them. It's just I took all the screenshots of him. And yeah, it's it's that's weird that they reference that. Like, why, why would he be? It's, Mar- it's Marvel being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting people know, like, this is what he should have really looked like, kind of thing. We've heard y'all. If if you weren't watching She Hulk and knew that we were hearing y'all, then guess what? We hear y'all, and here he is. Here's what you were asking for. <laughs> Didn't fit our plans. <laughs> K-E-V-I-N decided to make him a human instead, and here you go. You get this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird, because, like, I think I'm going to go back to it real quick. I think there's a shot, because remember, we we read the Jason Aaron run, which, for our listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode. Um, It looks like they're cutting off his arm. Yeah. I can't quite tell, and that happens in the comics. Like, yeah. And I think it happens when he's fighting uh, Thor and the Vikings back in the past. So it's like, it's a direct reference to Jason Aaron's Gore the God Butcher run. Or not Gore, but the Thor love, uh, love and thunder. The Thor <laughs> God of Thunder run with Gore the God Butcher. So I don't know, it's just bizarre. I was just like, and I noticed that on the first watch, because the yep. one I noticed is when uh, Elsa and her stepmom like come to chat it's right in between and i like yep saw it and i paused it and i'm like holy fucking shit that's gore the god butcher <laughs> <laughs> i noticed it when i noticed it when jack was walking down the hallway i said wait a second yeah i said no now i didn't notice the vikings i was just like i was zoned in and i was like damn you kevin damn you <laughs> yeah it's weird it's very weird like i said i think we figured it out that it was it was to make sure that the little girl didn't have to sit there and go through any kind of prosthetics. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, and probably. we didn't have to have CGI for and stuff like that. They're going to try and do more practical stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I guarantee, I can almost guarantee that's why. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And once again, go back and listen to our episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm plugging our old episodes, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> I just want to like the two things that I loved the shot where Jack is turning into the werewolf and it's just, it's shot from like Elsa, like looking on him and we see the silhouette of Jack transforming and then like whatever, there's like sparks flying. So you just get like a glimpse of the silhouette every now and then that shot is amazing and such a cool way to like, speaking of K-E-V-I-N, like, do a cheap transformation (laughs) scene and, like, save some money, but it was just so cool. I love that scene. All right, so I got in mind my favorite scene, okay? Because I'm 100% with you. Like, that was, the way they did it, it was very reminiscent of the old horror movies and stuff like that. I loved it. Uh, What was your favorite, what is y'all's favorite scene, though, of this entire thing? Lord, I don't know. That's that's like a little hard to remember there. (laughs) So. No, I'm just kidding. So mine is, we get, it's it's kind of a two-parter, though. So he's he's broken out of the cage. He's turned, Jack Russell's turned into a werewolf. He's broken out of the cage. And then all of a sudden you sit there and you kind of get this weird angle of a pan up. And you see in the corner just these two just little dots of just glowing 
And then all of a sudden he comes down, does his thing, and then it's black and they kind of paint and they, they're back a little bit and they pan in and you can see his whole silhouette, but like his face is just black. Yeah. And just those two little white dots for his eyes. That was the shit for me. That I, <laughs> I was like, this is it. I love it. Abs- my favorite scene right there was that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool scene. I agree. It really was. I was hoping y'all would have something like that. Well, I, not, mine, I, I said mine. I, like, mine was the, <laughs> oh, the transformation. Was the transformation yeah. was it? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. That's super. Yes. I absolutely love that too. Yeah. Um, I also like, and this is just an homage to it, but when it changes from color to black, or excuse me, from black and white to color, the Somewhere Over the Rainbow is playing, which is like an homage to Wizard of Oz because Wizard of Oz did the exact same thing where yeah. it went from black and white to color. Uh, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. I was disappointed by that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was super, super cool and I loved the effect of it, but I was still disappointed because like, I wanted her to have red hair. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted her to have red hair. Like, I love yeah. that she had the red suit and stuff like that, but I really wanted her to have the red hair too. Or at least blonde. I'd, go, I'd gone with blonde. That'd been super dope as well. But like, yeah, I was hoping for red. Yeah, it made me think like, and I told my wife, like, I don't know if y'all watch that in the series or not but the did you ever watch the once upon a time show little bits a little bit no she she always wore a red jacket red leather jacket in that oh, okay so that's why i was like well, just okay it just kind of reminded me of that it was kind of weird but <laughs> <laughs> um this is michael gian giacchino uh he is a very well like renowned like music writer for movies. This is his debut as a director. Oh, wow. I have to, I have to say, I think he knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. I think he did an amazing job. I was reading some behind the scenes stuff. Apparently he went to Kevin three different times and asked him to do this in black and white. And Kevin each time was like, no, no, no. And then the fourth time, I guess... <laughs> Kevin either gave in or uh, Michael like somehow convinced him for a different reason. So I'm thankful that he was persistent because if it had been in color, I think I would have felt a little bit different about this. Yes. But yeah, I, I just, I love this. Yeah. I don't think this movie works in color. Yeah. I, I don't think it has the same effect. I don't think it works. Like, I don't think I would enjoy this as near as much in color. Honestly, I think the black and white takes away from all the distraction that you like get with a color like show and stuff like that. And it would nowhere near have the feel of the old universal horror movies like it does in black and white. So I'm super awesome choice. Amazing choice. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because if they had shot it in color, like you just the, the whole the way that the way that you would have had to filmed it would have just been had been completely different than what they did with the black and white. So I agree. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. they I'm glad they did that. I wonder how those blood scenes would have looked then. <laughs> been a lot less bloody, I pre- I guarantee you. Yeah. yeah, we wouldn't have got that splatter that hallway splatter scene. Uh, There's no way. No, absolutely not. And that was that was awesome. I did love that. Yeah. That was even in black and white, that was amazing. I love the end scene credit as well. We get, you know, color size man thing. Yeah, and Jack Russell turns back, and they did a really good job. I think that the uh, animation, the uh, CGI for a man thing, was really good as well. Oh yes, yes. so cool. Sounds like we are done. Y'all got anything else? I don't nope. think so. Awesome, Jeremy. Where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K, and you can find me here. Richard, you got anything? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, go listen to our Halloween special. If you're listening to this and you haven't, go listen to it. I did yes. I did a lot of stuff, and I think it's cool, and I hope y'all enjoy it. And with all that being said, check me out on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. My handle is Night Curry, night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out underneath the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. I agree. Go check out the Halloween special. You are totally going to love it. You're totally going to dig it. And afterwards, head over to Twitter at Night Curry and tell Richard thank you. (laughs) At him. (laughs) At him. Yes. 
Yeah. However you work Twitter, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing on there. So yeah, I don't. That's either. why I'm not I don't, there. I don't. I don't. I don't social media. I just made a Twitter because we have an Instagram, we have a YouTube, we have a TikTok, but we don't have a Twitter. So it's just like I'll make a Twitter so, so somehow people can contact us. No one has, but it's fine. Well, and you had a great name too. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, Mike yeah, Curry. Come on, that's an amazing name. <laughs> Y'all can find me on Instagram. And eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, take it out, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you run into him, just, just treat him like an old friend. Call him by his name. Which is? Ted. He's called Ted. Ted.